and welcome to Blades Pod. It's Tuesday, the 17th of January. My name is Ben, and on the line, as always, it is Andrew. How is things today, mate? Uh, decent, mate. How are you? I am decent also. I'm very cold. I put, put an extra mm-hmm. layer on this morning because it's blooming yeah. freezing out there. But My hands, my hands get cold. Bad circulation in the blood. <laughs> get freezing fingers. <laughs> well, fortunately, we're both uh, inside and warm. I assume you are. You're not like recording from your shed or anything like that, are you? No, no. I've got a nice hot coffee in my uh, Roy mug. So. Your Roy mug? Do you have a Roy yeah, mug? Yeah, I think I've sent it you before, haven't I? I've got my mum. My Bought me a cup that said Roy on it, um, so keeping up with the brand. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't quite the thrilling anecdote, I thought. No, no, <laughs> no, no that was it. It. You, you thought you were hilarious, and they also didn't have an Andrew, so. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're going to talk about the Blades beating Stoke. We'll talk a bit about the Blades hopefully beating Hull on Friday night as well. Um, just before that... Just want to say a big congratulations to uh, Mark from the Tufty Club and his partner who uh, had their child the other day. So, uh, yeah, yes. massive congrats to them and uh, welcome to the world, Daisy. That's some fantastic news from the Blades community. Yeah, here, here. Completely concur with that uh, statement. Yeah, congrats, Mark. Very nice news indeed. Um, right, well, in, in less, less serious but uh, more... I don't know. No, not more enjoyable. <laughs> Sorry, this is the worst segue ever. <laughs> We're just going to talk about the Stoke match. Forget any segue. Um, a 3-1 win for the Blades over Stoke, avenging the 3-1 defeat at the uh, Bet365 Stadium from earlier in the season. Um, you and I looked back at that team that we put out that day, and mm. oh, it was mm. it was rough, wasn't it? So yeah. um, much more encouraging to see a real team deployed by United on Saturday and... Yeah, the result I think was uh, as as a lot of us expected. Really, um, my my sort of initial when I came to make some notes for this, the first thing I wrote down was comfortably dull because I thought the second half was pretty boring. I never felt like we were in any danger, even you know that Stoke had pulled one back and made made two nil two one mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, three one feels about right to me, and not a yeah. great deal to stress about. To be honest, How about you? No, I, I said after. I, I have to admit, I didn't enjoy the game. Mm. In this, I didn't hate it, but I, I weren't sort of. I didn't come out thinking got my money to a fair. It was sort of, yeah, we'll take that. You know what I mean? But it's it, it's. Do you know what? It's really hard. It's, it's this season is almost like becoming the reverse of the Premier League season where <laughs> we went down. Where every week I come on here and say, well, we weren't that bad, but you know we just lost. And yeah. then what I'm saying this time is, well, we weren't that good, but, you know, we won fairly easily. So it's bizarre. It is bizarre because I actually, I, I, I wrongly wrote on S2 that might be the first game this season um, where we've got a win where we didn't deserve one. And then I've looked back at the highlights and we absolutely deserve to win. I were, I'm completely wrong. I think it just felt like we weren't in control at all in the second half. But when you look back at it, we they had one header and that were it, Stoke. So... Yeah. You know, it was one of those, again, a little bit like the Huddersfield game where you felt they could be here all night. I mean, the goal were a fluke. Were they ever going to score? I don't know. No, I'm, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, you've, you've corrected yourself there, I suppose, mm. so I'm not going <laughs> to jump on and say you were. Uh, I disagree with you. Um, yeah. But I think this is just this is just what we do. This is, as in, I, I think this is deliberate. We're like, right, we get, we're two goals up. Now we can sit back and... We have players who can do damage on the counter attack, and if you want to come yep. at us and you know load balls into our box, well, we play a back five when we need to, and then we've mm. got 
Bogle, Njai, McAtee, Lowe, Berger, Armand Odzic, all players that can bomb forward on the counter-attack. And mm. I don't think it was effective. You know, as, as I said, it was, a, it was a dull game for me. Second, I, mean, I thought we played well in the mm. first half, but second half, mm. really quite a boring affair. Like probably, yeah. what, maybe three chances between the two teams, I'd say. I can't think this of anything This is the else. thing. I, I was really disappointed at half-time when they, when they got the one back. Because I do still think that if it had gone in at 2-0, I think we'd have probably won by about four. I think that yeah. made us go in a shell a little bit. And the one thing that I will praise is that it, it, it's easy to say this. I don't know how to put this really, but I, there's two sides to a football match, obviously attacking, defending. And we are defending well because we're limiting the teams to so little chances. And you could argue and say, well, they're not very good teams. Blackpool, Wigan, you know, QPR even didn't have that many chances. Mm. But... It keeps happening. It keeps happening. It keeps happening, and we and we still concede every match. And we're not that good in defence, but at the same time, we're not. Teams are having a lot of the ball, and we seem to be almost camped in the edge of our area a lot. But we never seem in danger. So yeah. I do think there's. I think defensively, we're actually doing pretty well. I think so too. I think this is the strength of the back three. We saw it under mm. Wilder this, you know, yeah. the, the promotion season. You know, multiple times we just we were absolutely amazing at defending our box. You know, we just sort of. We'd drop off a little bit and it'd look like teams were on top. But I mean, this is, I'm going back like four years there. I, I, mm. I don't know. I just think there's enough evidence now to, that I personally can be pretty chill about this. And it, it doesn't, I don't know. I, I get the anxiety from some other fans. You know, you hear it in the ground, like, mm-hmm. you know, when Stoke win a corner or Stoke oh, send, yeah. sending a cross that goes to the far post and we just head it away. I'm like, this is fine. Like we're we're built to defend this. This is playing into our hands. You know? I think if you looked at it from a Stoke Stoke fan angle, they probably come out and say, "Well, you know, how many times do we really get that close to creating anything?" Yeah, they had a, they had a free kick from Miles out straight at Wes and that header. What I talked about, and I'm pretty sure that was it. I think. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, they had a few shots from outside the box, which you know, really soft to be honest. That yeah, Hodgingham handled nicely and. Uh, yeah, there was the header from Brown, which he gets a good contact on it, but it's a hell of a difficult header. That is not a good chance yeah. whatsoever. It could have gone in. Could, sure, of course, he could have like, yeah, just, yeah. just sliced it slightly, but that would have been a a very unfortunate goal to concede. I think. I just, I, I, I bit... do, I do also get. I listen to Four Blades, and I think you've listened to him as well, and I, and mm-hmm. I completely, I completely agree with everything they said. Really, um, about the game that. We we look like we're in second gear, and I understand why that frustrates fans because you do. You do feel if we went for this a bit more, you know, we could we could completely make it comfortable. But and I listened to the uh, not the top twenty podcast, and, and you know, and they were saying it, it's so hard to judge us because once again it were a comfortable win, but we weren't great, and they don't really know where we are. And I keep seeing people say when we come against better sides, you know, they'll they, they might they, they might punish us, but I think we'll up it against better sides. I do feel like we're playing not not at the very, very top level, which you can either say, well, it's going to come back to bite us, or you could say, well, it's great that we're still winning and we've got at least another gear to go. Yeah, I'm very much in the second camp, mm. it's particularly at this part of the season, like this this far into the season mm. with an 11-point lead. like mm. That's such a buffer. Like If yeah. we do come down to earth, as you put it, we've got a lot of leeway to play with there, which is yeah, very encouraging. Just on... Uh, I mentioned about like conceding unfortunate goals, though, and you say we have still managed to concede. We have. I was thinking about this. We have conceded some quite strange goals yeah. lately, which I, yeah. I think sort of goes back to what I was saying about how we don't give up many chances once we've gone ahead in games, like over the last 
sort of seven or eight. I mean, so Wigan, their their goal was like very obviously offside. Like, I don't yeah. know how the linesman missed it. Coventry, mm. I think I think Wes should have saved that. Really, it was kind of headed straight mm. at him, and he, mm. I don't know. I thought I thought he could have caught it. Like when I watch it back, like yeah, so it just or, pushes it straight yeah. into the net. Uh, QPR, obviously, Egan passes it straight to them and then deflects it in for good measure. Uh, and Stoke is is literally a cross that goes in, and the guy that he's aiming for is either a foul or offside. I think um, yeah. Blackpool, fair enough. They we just didn't defend a set piece well, but that is every goal we've conceded since the Rotherham game. Yeah, so four out of five have been very weird goals, and I think this is why mm. I don't stress when we when we two nil up and opposition gets one back because all right, they might have a, a spell of pressure in inverted commas, but these teams don't worry me. We we we. You know, defensively good enough to hold off against these, and as for as for playing better teams, I mean, as a fan, I, I think bring it on. That's yeah, that's yeah. the you know that's the 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 Burnley at home, the Fulham at home last season, the Borough at home last season. That mm. we're set up to play against those kind of I'd teams. I'd love as to well. be playing. I'd love to be playing West Brom or Middlesbrough this Friday, and people might say that's mad because uh, we're not a top, you know, not a full strength or whatever. But I would love to be playing them rather than Hull because. All these games coming up, they've all been games where we expect to win. Maybe not mm-hmm. QPR away, but we expect to win, and we expect to win comfortably as well. I think that's the that's another thing. And I think they said it on four boys, and I totally agree that uh, the atmosphere is really sort of quiet at the moment. And I think it's that lack of jeopardy because mm. we we're not playing great sides. We expect we score against Stoke, or we score against Hull on Friday, and everyone goes get in, brilliant. But yeah, we should be beating these, you know. And that's mm. arrogant, but that that's how that's how you think as a fan if we were playing West Brom Norwich or anyone we know we're in for a tough game you get that goal and it's you know it, it adds to everything I think the fact that we're so far clear and we're playing we're beating teams comfortably but not really we're not playing scintillating football or anything like that but we're you know we're still winning and we're so far in front I think that's what's adding to this sort of I don't know give me, give me more and I, I don't agree with this I'm with you completely but I, I do think that's where the the sort of yeah, the lack of excitement's coming from 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 the fans and stuff. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to tell other people how they should <laughs> feel, but uh, just to be clear, I am really enjoying this season. This yeah, is oh, great. Yeah. I love seeing my team win. That's that's all I go that's for it. is to see my team win. If you can't enjoy it this season when you're 11 points clear at this point, and it could go all wrong, but right now you look at keep looking at the league. We don't get many seasons like this as Sheffield United fans. I mean, have we? Uh, in the time that we, you and I have been supporting United, has there ever been a season like this? I mean, the, even the sorry, go on. The Warnock promotion season, maybe. I don't know if we were this many points clear though at that point. We might have been because we did I'm have a hard sure. start. There. Yeah, I'll see if I can uh, bring that up while we're talking. Um, but yeah, for me, this is like, uh, and I don't mean to turn a positive into a negative here, but this might be as good as it gets as a Sheffield United fan. I know we just finished. Um, you know, ninth in the Premier League not that long ago, but that's not going to happen that regularly. Being mm. like the cream of the championship and winning pretty much every... I mean, what we do, we won like nine out of our last ten games. That's ridiculous. Because like, they were all about this in the top, not the top 20, and they were talking about, uh, you know, West Brom and Middlesbrough in this fantastic form, and they said it must be goalie. I mean, I saw one of our fans say, oh, it's deflating that we, we won and then all the teams below us won. And as they said in the not top twenty, it must be unbelievably deflating for Middlesbrough and West Brom. Thinking, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're on a massive run and we're literally further behind than we were ten games ago. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was. Uh, it might have been Ian on Four Blades said this mm-hmm. that like 
you know, since Corboran took over at West Brom, they've gone from like second bottom to sixth or mm-hmm. whatever they are at the minute. But we've actually picked up more. We're we're actually further ahead of them in yeah. terms of points than we yeah. were back then. And the thing is, and I, I understand people saying like, you know, Middlesbrough and West Brom on this fantastic run. If we win. 10 of our last 19, I think it is, or maybe even 9 of the last 19, I can't remember exactly, but I think that would mean that West Brom and Middlesbrough would have to go on a run better than Burnley have been this season. They'd have yeah. to be better than Burnley this season to catch us. Indeed, right. And Burnley Thank- have been absolutely... Burnley's got more points now than Fulham did at this time last season. They were a fantastic championship team. So thanks to the glorious transfer market, UK, I can tell you that under Warnock... Ooh. In 05-06, we were in exactly the same position oh. after 27 games. We were on uh, 11 points clear of Leeds at yep. that stage. On we had, yeah, we had slightly more points at that stage. God, that was a good start to that season, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, I mean that just shows how bad the end was to that season as well. I think, but yeah, yeah, we won 18 of our first 27 games. Wow, yeah. we were only we really seven behind Reading at that stage. Wow, how many did we win overall that season? Do you know? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Uh, da, 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 da. So I played forty-six games. We won twenty-six. So mm. we, God, we only won eight more games for us this season. This is what I mean. We won eight more games at the end of that season and still went on. Yeah, we got ninety points. Yeah, <laughs> we're ninety the league points. Most yeah, years. yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we, and went up by nine points. I should stress. This so is what you, I mean. We were eleven points clear. We won eight games and went up. And I. I wouldn't be that surprised if it's if it's similar this season, yeah. what we need. Oh, like I say, Middlesbrough and West Brom, or even Watford, are not writing Watford off. They could go on a massive run because it's not a great division, as as we, we've seen. You know, it's not, not a fantastic division in terms of outside the top six anyway, I don't think. And they could go on this run, but if West Brom go on a run to catch us, if we win our last eight and nine, that means they'll have won something like... something like 27 out of 30... <laughs> to catch us out of the last game, you know, including the ones that they've already won. In this case, so. you probably just stand and applaud, don't you? Like, this is it, and this is what I'm quite easy about. If they do that, they deserve to go up because they will go down as one of the best ever championship teams to go on that run because it's never been done before, including I don't even think Reading won 27 out, you know, or whatever it had been. Uh, I think they did. Sorry, I, was, I, I think they won twenty. I, I've literally just closed this tab. But I think yeah, won, but yeah, fair enough. But I yeah. think they won 29, but they they are literally the best. That's ever. the best ever yeah. championship. You got 106 points. 31 look, games they won. So if we win nine games, you're pretty much looking at Middlesbrough, Watford, and West Brom to go to go on a 102 to 106 point season. Or, you know, yeah, which uh, which doesn't happen often. And Forest yeah. last season, I sent this to you. They won 12 out of the last 19, and they were fantastic. Forest last season, mm. and they still only won 12. Yeah, which I mean, we a lot of uh, permutations here but that, w- that would probably mean we only need like 85 points for automatic promotion if mm. if a team rattled off a Forest-esque run in the second mm. half of the season anyway yeah, um, yeah. Uh, this is why I'm like I'm enjoying these games you know it's not as I said it's uh, this was a pretty boring second half you know I can often judge how good a game is by how many times I uh, stand up in the second half when the team's attacking the cop and we I said think, this funnily enough yeah I think Eggie turned around to me and just said I didn't stood up all match like all second half should have said yeah. at all yeah yeah there was probably <laughs> probably three times in the second half that, uh, yeah, he, he stood up for a call and he was like why did I bother because <laughs> <laughs> I think no one would you know you're pretty straight out of play <laughs> <laughs> um so obviously the previous game was the cup game, so uh, many changes for this one from that lineup, uh, and a pretty strong looking team. Armand Ozic is back in. Bogle gets uh, he stays in the team. He starts at right wing back. 
Max Lowe reappears, which is nice to see because that was one of those like, oh yeah, he might be ready soon, but you're sort of wondering if it means like mm-hmm. he might be ready in a few months. Yeah. But now he's back. He plays ninety minutes, plays very well. I thought. Um, mm-hmm. Sharpen and Jai continue up top. McAtee's back in from the stars one, obviously Fodringham in net. Um, I really enjoyed the wing backs in this game. Obviously, yeah. Bogle steals the headlines, but yeah, I thought Low is. Um, I was thinking this uh, the other day. I was like, which which United player have I been most wrong about this season? And it's it's a toss up between him and McBurney, and I think that's. Uh, Lower McBurney, that is. Yeah. And that really just says how good Lower's been versus what my expectations were of him. He's, he yeah. is yeah. a very good wing back at this level. And um, yeah. yeah, it adds a lot to our team having both of those in against it's huge because, a team that's not that good as Stoke weren't. Yeah, I think it's huge having two attacking wing backs compared to Baldock and Stevens in games like this. I think. Mm. You might want ball looking for, you know, Norwich away or whatever. But in, in games like this, those two, I think one is the game. I thought Endai were probably our best player again, even though Bogle got two. Yeah. But we all, as we saw in the game against QPR, when we had Stevens and Baldock as wing, wing backs, did not as good getting forward. And it does then just pretty much rely on Endai or McAtee or Berger creating a bit of magic. I think with this, it, it, I know we didn't create that much, but on, you know, on, in theory, on paper, you've got, Bogle and Lowe going down the wings and you've got to stop and die and if Berger gets yourself together you've got to stop him as well and McAtee that's a lot you know for a, for an attack and teams are going to probably sit back a lot more because they're going to be frightened of what these people these players can do on the break and yeah I, I think those two wing backs are really important to us and I, I, like I say I, I wouldn't mind Bogle coming in for the, for the more difficult games or anything like that but Hull at home Friday Get them to play in. I think they, I think it's a massive difference for us mm. going forward. I, I think Bogle. This is really well timed because obviously Njai goes off with a knock, which mm. is hopefully not that serious. He just has some ice on his knee, and it sounds I saw, like I don't know if you watched behind the blades. And he had a chance. No. They were sort. He was walking off, real not limping or anything. He had ice on his. I mean, it doesn't mean anything, obviously, but you know, Brewster sort of jumped off the pitch, and we didn't see him again last season. But <laughs> true. Uh, he, he was in good spirits and you know and stuff like that. I, I mean, I'm hoping it's just a knock. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a big deal having Bogle available. Mm-hmm. If we, you know, if Injai is not risked against Hull or is yeah. just not available, yeah, by having that level of like individual skill in your team that Bogle brings, like, could offset some of that. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I do. He, he really does. They remind me of each other. Those two players, like they. It just feels like street ballers, you know. Like mm. they just is when I watch them pick up the ball, they both have that like fear, fearlessness with it and ability to sort of just go at people and go past people. I mean, not to skip it. Um, we'll just skip ahead to the second goal, I guess, which is mm. Bogles. I mean, it's it's dreadful from a Stoke perspective, obviously, but we don't have many other players who do what Bogle does here, which no. is just. Wins a tackle, uh, you know, about forty yards out, and he's like, well, "Well, you're backing off me. I'll, fine, I'm just going to dribble yeah. into your box and have a shot and yep. deflecting off uh, Phil Jagielka of all people." Which is where is Baldock in that situation? Because they're different players, and you know, if it's the other way around, someone's attacking Baldock, Baldock, you know, I prefer Baldock. But Baldock in that situation is not just running in a straight line and having a shot; he's turning yeah. back and looking for a, a better option. And Low on the other side did the same. The first goal, he's, he's forward, he got a cross in. 
Then mm. there were a bit, I don't know if you remember, I think it was after the first goal, where he saw, he just ran through the centre circle as well. Uh, yeah, nice on the counter-attack, yeah. Yeah, and put a nice ball out. And that's what they do that the other two wing-backs don't. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a massive difference. It's just, yeah, I just, I really like having players that ask questions of the opposition. You know, I think having suffered through that last Premier League season where I just never knew how we were going to score a goal. Yeah, we're like the yeah. most pedestrian team possible. I like stuffing as many of these kind of players into our team as we can. And this is a game... This, this is a game I felt where the midfield were pretty poor. And I'm not mm. going to knock no one in particular because he's been fantastic. I don't think it was his best game. Berger were pretty awful. Um, McAtee were all right in bits and pieces. But we needed those two to do something because we, we just went on it in midfield. And for me, the biggest issue with the team, I'm, I'm not that concerned with the midfield, really. I, I, I expect Berger to get better. I know he's getting a lot of pelters and we'll probably come on to him and stuff. But I, I do expect him to get better. I think this is just him as a player. I think he goes through these spells. Um, but Norwood's obviously been really consistent McAtee's getting better and better we've got Doyle even Osborne back now I'm not too concerned there he's sent forward the second half I don't know if, like many how many times Fodringham just booted the ball out of play yeah. and that was because we had nobody up from like in terms of Luke. there was no point of kicking it in the middle because they'd have just won the header and then obviously going for the second ball but they, they were winning that as well and we need a focal point up from desperately we do. Let's uh, let's just cover off a couple of uh, negatives there. I suppose we can talk Berger now. Mm. Um, yeah, they just seem to be, be a bit of. A, I, I don't know what the phrase is for this, but uh, intense scrutiny on Berger's performances the last few games. I, I, I'm really. I don't know if I'm just like you know, just very laid back at the moment in my own mentality about this team, but like. Mm. I, I don't. I don't see this as anything more than like he had a bad game and he was bad at QPR as well. But that's like, well, that, that's, that is what he is. I mean, he has games where he doesn't do anything, and you just accept that those are bad games. But every now and again, he does something fantastic, and we score a goal, or he scores a goal from it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he has a big price tag, obviously, and I, I understand that people might be like, well, you know, for the amount we paid for him, he should be bossing these games. But it's just, it's just not who, who he is. I mean. Yeah, Deadbat said this is he he is who he is. Like there's no yeah. I don't think there is another level for him to go to, if you like. No, no. He'll have he'll have spells where he plays really well and he'll have spells like these last two games where he don't play well. And ideally he would have come off earlier in this one. I would have, I'd have brought yeah. Doyle on much earlier because You've was... took the words right out of my mouth there. I mean I've not told you about this, so but you've basically said everything that I was gonna say. Did I See, a lot of people saying, oh, he's saving himself for a move or, you know, he's not past his injury. I think this is him. I think he goes through spells. Before... Yeah, when he came back against uh, Derby last season away and we had a couple of games there, he played against uh, Preston away. Really poor in both of them, if you remember. Mm. And then he went on that amazing run at the end. And this is why I'm fairly confident that he'll get it back together again. He started this season really well. He had a couple of bad games against Birmingham and QPR. I think he's just unbelievably inconsistent, and I think he has. Yeah, you expect more for what we pay, but he don't, that's irrelevant to me now. He's here. Yeah. There's no point of dropping him, or, or there's no point of just saying you cost us loads of money. It's not his fault. <laughs> you know, he cost <laughs> us loads of money. He's here, and this is what we're going to get from him. And we're not. I, don't, I think he's one of those players that we're never going to be completely sure who's going to turn up. Yeah, and we we have a very handy understudy in Doyle who may yeah. well displace him. Like yeah. if, if this. If this two games turns into you know three four five, then mm, mm. Doyle can come in instead, and I think he'll be absolutely fine. And he, he ends up setting a goal, uh, setting up a goal off the bench here, Doyle. But you know, I mean, I was thinking of Berger. He uh, 
he, he pretty much set up a goal, uh, like, I think it was on Boxing Day. It was Doyle's goal. He put in that great ball oh, across the six-yard box. And yeah, but, yeah, low, low ends yeah. up turning it back and getting the assist, obviously. But he almost set up a goal there. He scored the game before, I think, against Blackpool. Yeah, against Blackpool, yeah. It's not like... It's not like we're talking months of terrible performances. It's like two games. Like yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'd still start him on Friday. I still think he's, you know, his, his ceiling is is very high. Um, this is I the just, thing that I'm I just get him by... get him yanked off the pitch like more quickly. Yeah, I'm really frustrated by his performances, but at the same time, I don't think I don't think it's anything. I think this, like as I said, this is him. I think it's as simple as that. I think you might say, well, it's not good enough. Is it inconsistent? Pretty much a flair player, but in the sense that he can, he's probably the only person on the pitch who can go past three or four by sheer strength, and you want to see him do that more. But I think this is him. I think this is him, and we've, we've, you know, we've got him now. If, as you said, if he's not performing the next couple of games, Tommy Dell comes in. If he's not performing, people don't like him. Osborne's coming in. Fleck will probably be back. It's not as though we haven't got options there. No, and you know what? We're good enough to carry someone who's inconsistent. I'm this isn't... more worried about the striker area, and that again, this is nothing against Sharp. We seem to be going in him quite a lot, but he's obviously struggling. Yeah, yeah, but jump to that in a second. Yeah, this is to me. This is so like uh, you know, the last time I got promoted under Wilder, uh, massively consistent team in terms mm. of selection and performance. You know, everyone playing at the peak, uh, no passengers in that team whatsoever. I really think this team can afford to have a passenger in it. Like, you know, not... I don't mean automatically pick someone who's playing crap and, like, never change them. No, but, but I think it's... You're having right. a high-variance player like Berger in, mm-hmm. I think we're OK. It's, uh, it doesn't it doesn't worry me, basically. No, but you, um, you're right. And I think it's proven... Certainly against the lower teams that we've been playing, you can afford to have a, a Sharp, Stevens, Berger, Doyle against QPR not playing that well and still get points because the rest of them are, are, are that good at this level. Yeah, and he's, the thing is, yeah, but when Berger's good, he's almost unplayable. Uh, and when he's bad, he's anonymous. And at that point, you should be making a change. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, yeah. See, he's not the sort of player normally, if he's having a bad game, who then again, he nearly scored didn't he, at the end. But yeah, but, yeah. yeah that's true. Uh, Sharp, please, please, can we give this man a rest? Like, this is, I, I, I can't criticise Sharp for the last couple of performances yeah. because... Oh, is he, he's played like I know he came off in like the seventy fifth minute or something here, but he's, he must have started every game since the World Cup, uh, since Cardiff away, just for the World yeah, Cup. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so literally since the Rotherham game when Burnley got injured. That's unfair. We, why are we doing yeah, it that? Is. I know we have yeah, injuries, we this, but mm, go on. Sorry. We did, yeah, sorry. We did this last season as well, if you remember. And he, he ended up getting injured, and a lot of people said, "Well, he's thirty six year old, and we ran him into the ground. He's thirty seven now, or next month, or whatever it is." Yeah. So and he's playing every single game. At, it reminds me a little bit of I think, and he's a lot younger. But you know, like Ashley Barnes for Burnley. Yeah, this is the he's the same sort of player as Sharp in the sense of you know a bit of a nuisance, goal scorer, knows what he's doing at this level and stuff. But he don't play every game for Burnley. No, <laughs> he comes on and he plays the odd game, and that is exactly Sharp, what Sharp's role should be right now. I think Jebison starts for me on. Uh, even if Endai's fit, I think Jefferson starts against Sol. Because again, I think he came on and he showed in the 15 minute, weren't fantastic, but should have got one of their players sent off, mm. was involved in the goal, nice little back heel for the burger chance. That's three things that he did, which I don't, I don't, like I say, I'm not criticising Sharp. I think we're, I think we're flogging him almost to the point <laughs> Absolutely of, are. It's, like you say, it's not fair. <laughs> he's, not really, sense. he's not really offering anything. He's not a nuisance. He's not, He's not getting in goal-scoring opportunities. He's not really linking up that well. I, I, yeah, rest him. 
Yes, please. Uh, so I'm just looking now. So Sharp started... Uh, before the Cardiff game, I think Sharp started twice. Mm. Uh, three three times, excuse me. He went off at half-time against Middlesbrough. Yeah, Norwich at home or one of them, where he... Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Blackpool at home, it looks like, as well. Ah, yeah. 65 minutes in that one. Um, and so since that Cardiff game, he's played... He started every single game. He's played 90 minutes, 81, 80, 70, mm. 90, 90, 77... So it's not like he's playing an hour and then getting a breather. He's he's yeah. pretty much playing the full game most of the time. Oh, give him a rest, man. I mean, he's he's been poor the last couple of games, but I yeah, I I kind of give him a pass for it. I know I know we have injuries, but just use like instead of using Jebison for thirteen minutes, use him for twenty five instead, yeah. or you know get Jebison on earlier at QPR, or even as we did late on in this one, take a striker off for would, would a... Be a would Sharp be better as an impact sub like, at the moment? I'm not sure. You know, coming I don't know, but minutes. he shouldn't be starting every game. Like, not, no. On, on and, form and, and fitness, he just shouldn't be. I'd be even more tempted, you know, I mean, play and, as we did at the end of last season. I'm not sure why we've not really tried that again and die up front with McAtee and Berger behind him. You know, McAtee yeah. playing the Gibbs-White role, and it's the same three. All right, he's not as good as Gibbs-White, but... It still should be enough. You've got Doyle in midfield and Norwood in midfield and Osborne's back now in midfield. You know, it's not as if we're shorter options. If you're not, yeah. if you're not convinced with Jebison, I'd play and die up there. Yeah, I think I think if Njai doesn't start on Friday, I do think it will be sharp again, probably with Jebison. But like you, I'd rather see like Jebison with McAtee off him, maybe something like that. That's or... what I'd do. That is exactly. Obviously, people have said like get Bogle up there. I think it's I think it's a, <laughs> it's a completely different position. I, I don't think it's a it's a it's a starter at all. I think if we're playing slab ball, I can sort of see it, you know, on the wing. Sort mm. of uh, uh, Bogle playing there or Bogle playing as in a four-four-two on the wing. Playing off the strike, it's just a completely different role. The position and everything's completely different. You have to be a good hold-up player for a start, which is why I'm a bit worried about McAtee playing it. But yeah. that's what I do because he's the, he's the second most skillful player in the team, probably, McAtee, behind Endai. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, with Bogle, I think that just... I mean, I think we'd be harming two positions there. Let him, mm. let him I'm stay where he is. Fit, so, <laughs> well, hopefully he is. Um, what was I going to say about this? Yeah, so please, can we just give Sharp a breather soon? Uh, it may, it may necessitate him starting, I guess, on Friday. But uh, fingers crossed that we can, we can rotate. Um, as we missed the first goal because we're talking about the second one and Bogle and everything else instead. But this was a brilliant team move, move I think. This is one of my favourite goals of the season so far, I think. Um, you know, starts with uh, Fodringham, starts all the way back at Fodringham. Uh, Norwood brings Armad Odzic into play. I think it goes through um, uh, Njai and Sharp and McTee out to low. He sends in a first time cross and Njai first time finish. Just a. It's just beautifully incisive. I, I love goals like this that start with the goalkeeper and sort of, you know, 15 seconds later, the opposition are picking it out of the back of the net. thought it was a, a thing of beauty. How about you? Yeah, I, I, one of those sort of goals where the, the actual finish, the keeper should do better. But he, he, I thought we were really good for about 20 minutes. Is what we're doing recently. We're having like a sort of 20-minute spell getting his goals and that's enough. Mm. Um, and this word sort of the the we were just coming into it a lot more. I felt and we played some really good stuff. There were a little chance after you know, and McAtee, fantastic again. Where Endai sort of takes two players on a great mm. skill and McAtee really nifty footwork just over the bar. And then obviously Bogle scored after that. And that point for that only fifteen twenty minutes, I thought we looked really really good. Yeah, that's that's really all you need to win a game at this level against you know mediocre opposition as, as Stoke are and. 
most of the other teams that we've played recently are as well. It's, you, know, you get two goals, and that's probably going to be yeah. all she wrote for the game. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This, this, I haven't really had a proper look back at Stoke's goal in terms of how it comes about because it's mm. it's a bit absent from the highlights. But I, I, from from my hazy memory, we were pretty dopey in allowing this goal to yeah. come about. I think not only in terms of like. I don't think we closed the throw-in down. Right? I think it's it was... Berger actually. I think yeah. Berger's not closed him down. It's, a, it's just a, a bit of a hit in her cross. I don't think JLT deals with it that well at the back post. It, it could be offside. It could be a foul. I'm not sure, but really frustrating me because I thought that they, for all we were even after the Bogle goal, we weren't fantastic. But you, you did still think we'll probably get another soon, you know? Because mm. they and Stoke offered nothing, absolutely nothing, and I weren't didn't feel in any danger whatsoever. And then to let a goal in like that, where it's just sloppy, I think that's the that's the phrase to use for that. Yeah, this has been my frustration with some of these games. A bit mm. like Coventry as well, actually. Yeah, <laughs> excuse yeah. me. Where obviously we were three um, nil uh, up at this point, but like you know, I, I could see that their their fans were really angry at how the game was going at two nil at this point. Yeah. And yeah, it's that thing of like, oh, we're just giving them just something to keep them interested. Like I didn't. You know, their their fans should be uh, the stands should be emptying to join the queue for a mm-hmm. pint at half time. Yeah, yeah. Now. And uh, no, they're all they're all happy again because they managed to pull one back. And like I say, it did frustrate a bit like that Burnley goal uh, when we ended up winning five two in that one. But you know, when we played really well against Burnley in the first half, and then we conceded right at the end with a silly mistake. You're like, yeah. no, not <laughs> you know, it was pretty much the last kick of the game. And I and I did I didn't really feel Stoke could like sort of. Because I don't think they were good enough to sort of create loads of chances against us. But I did know it'd be a bit. It completely changed how how we came out in the second half and how they came out in the second half. Because if it's two nil, you, you're coasting, aren't you? You know, it's, I think we'd have got a third fairly early in that. But all of a sudden, you're suddenly a one goal lead. You're always looking over your shoulder, probably playing it a little bit safer. Yeah. Maybe not going forward as much as you would have if you know if it were two goal lead. But yeah, frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then a very uneventful second half, I thought. Berger, yeah. yeah, flipped that chance over the bar that you mentioned, which great bit of build up by um, I think it's Bogle and Jebison, isn't it? The link together. Jebison's on at this point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he back heels it, and um, yeah, Berger can't quite get it under control, or rather, when he does, he eventually just puts it over the bar. Not, I don't know. It, it wasn't as easy a chance as I thought. Like when I watched it back, it wasn't as yeah. easy, but yeah. uh, not good to put it over the bar from there. I know it's on his wrong foot or whatever, but yeah, I thought he was going to seal the game there. Um, we eventually do seal the game. Jacob Brown has that header, which, as I say, goes straight mm. at Fodringham. Um, and, you know, as I say, that, that could potentially have gone in, but then uh, uh, the street baller Bogle eventually seals it mm. with um, good anticipation from Doyle, who's on at this point. So Bogle drives forward from the halfway line. He sort of loses it in a tackle, mm. and it ricochets out wide. Doyle reacts first, and he plays a very nice ball into the uh, six-yard box for Bogle to finish. I mean, if Jaden Bogle played like forty games this season, how many goals do you think he'd score? Well, based on like what we've seen so far in this league uh, under Eckingbottom, you've got to be talking ten, twelve. I think at least ten or two. I think he could score fifteen goals if he played. Yeah, every possibly. Game. Yeah, we could be talking. He's a machine. Europe. Like he's a yeah. really, really good attacking wing back. He's yeah. 
I'm trying to think who to compare him to. He's... Kieran Freeman. Yes, perfect. Yeah, that's exactly. I knew, I knew we'd had a fullback, like, a wingback like that. Who? Yeah. Yeah, he just had a happy knack of always being there. And Lowe's a little bit like this as well. He pops mm. up in the six-yard box a lot. But yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I think he double figures. I, I, I'd, I'd put serious money on that if uh, if you could guarantee me he was going to play like ninety percent of the games. But yeah. We'll see. He's very limited appearances so far. Just um, wants to keep fit now. I mean, he looks mm-hmm. fit. He doesn't look like he's struggling at all. He's played two ninety minutes now, you know, week after week, which is really good. Because I think we probably did rush him back last time. Mm. And uh, hopefully, Baldock's not far away because I do think it's important, especially with an explosive player like him. I do think it's important that we do rest him when the games pile up a little bit. I'd love, for instance, him not to play against Wrexham or something like that, and mm-hmm. get Baldock back in for that. But yeah. Really, a massive. It's not. It's almost like it's just cliche, but it is almost like a new signing, isn't it? Coming in. Yeah, I suppose it's a bulldog and Stevens have knocks. So we should say. Uh, Must out for yeah, well, he's furious, isn't he? Should we should touch on the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, keep maybe, I, I don't know if I can be bothered. I know. But, I don't uh, know what's happening. Um, yeah, I mean, Bo, if Baldock was on the bench, he probably would have come on. I guess for yeah. poor Bogle um, when it was still two one, so maybe it would have mm-hmm. finished two one. So good job, we, we kept him out there. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jebison uh, gets brought down on the counter-attack by Sutar. Sutar? Sutar? Should have been ascending off this. I'm baffled by this. Mm. and I, I've seen it back and I, I I just don't understand why this isn't a red card. I mean, do you remember when John Egan got sent off against Villa? which was like Did you see, did you see Egan in the, in the aftermath of this? Uh, no, I didn't notice. He runs up to the referee and he's, I'm sure he's saying, two weeks ago, I got sent off... <laughs> He's like pointing in the rest face, you know what I mean? He's sort of saying, like, how's that not ascending up? It's, it's mad, but if this were, f- f- I don't know, 60 minutes in and it were 0-0, they'd have been sent off. I think you're probably right, yeah. It's it's deep into injury time, but Jebison's beating him for pace and he's he's running through on goal. All right, he's going slightly wide of goal, but he's about 40 yards out. You, you're not telling me he's not going to get a shot from a good position from that. And with respect to 40-year-old Phil Jagielka, I don't think he's going to catch him either because he's he's further up the pitch than mm. uh, Suter was. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter in the end, but uh, yeah, it should be something that I think we're crediting Jebison for, I reckon, for getting mm. a player sent off because that's what it should have been. So um, yeah, good good cameo from him again. Uh, I, I want to see more. I, wanted, I really would like him to start on mm. uh, Friday night against Hull. I think he deserves it. I think it's two and a half games. Sorry, one whatever two games, including the substitute appearances and then the one full game against Millwall, where he's he's been our best attacking option. Yeah, and sharp. Yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd like to see him get more minutes for sure. Uh, Osborne comes on as well, which is always welcome when players come back from injury. Mm. I think he he came on for did he come on for Sharp or was it for Injai actually? I think because we. He came on for Sharp because we played Jefferson and yes. Dial, uh, uh, sorry Jefferson and Sharp up front for a little bit, and he sort of played in this weird floating behind the striker role, didn't he? Yeah, which yeah, I thought it was quite interesting to just drop into a you know take a striker off for a midfielder. We don't do we actually don't do that very often. It was almost like when Wilder every now and then had just put Bash into midfield just to run about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like with ten uh, minutes to go, just run. <laughs> I, I was very surprised to see Dwight Gale. Um, appear on the pitch. I had absolutely no idea he played for Stoke. Yeah. How long has he played for Stoke? I think he's. I think he signed at the start of the season. So I remember okay. some of our fans saying, "That's the sort of player we need." Dwight Gale. Get the. I don't think he scored. 
Um, uh, 20 appearances, now, zero goals so far this season. Yeah, I, I was surprised as well. I thought, I remembered him when he came on, I thought, oh yeah, Dwight Gale, but, and yeah, another one who's well past the peak. And I, when players like that come on, just simply because you've heard of him, you think, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> he has scored for about 20 years. He's going to score here. <laughs> Did you see uh, the Sheffield, or it might be the Yorkshire Examiner today, eight free agents United may be interested in? Yeah, is, is Andre Wisdom still there? No, uh, Ben Arthur. Remember Ben Arthur? What Hatem Ben Arthur? Yeah, uh, from Newcastle. Newcastle. He, yeah, he must he, be older than me. He, I don't know what, but he's on there. And uh, Connor Wickham, who's just been released, well, <laughs> his contract ran out with Forest Green. So <laughs> Connor Wickham. Mm. Yeah, pass, 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 pass. <laughs> um, final thing I've got to say about this game. Uh, I just want to. Um, Pay, pay a tribute to Jack Robinson and his, his willingness to get kicked in the head for the yes. cause. Yes. I said last week when we were talking about new player contracts, like I really appreciate Robinson's attitude, and this was mm-hmm. another example of that. Multiple times in that second half, he took a, a massive whack either on the, the head or the leg or whatever, just bounces straight back up. I, I love his... Yeah, he's, he's a, a brave lad. He's, he's not afraid of um, putting his body in the way. And I, I think that's more than enough. To yeah. belong in our defence, to be honest. This is his sort of game, isn't it? It's limited yeah. opposition. They're going to be a bit physical. It is up for that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Only, uh, only one opportunity to launch a Jackie Long throw, sadly, though. So, mm. yeah, hopefully, hopefully he gets a few more chances on uh, Friday night. Right, anything else you want to say about Stoke? Uh, or we'll just talk quickly about uh, Hull City to finish off. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> it was very, very bland team, yeah, aren't they? Nothing happened at all, did it? Uh, I think, um, yeah, it were not one when we, if we get promoted at the end of the season, we'll be saying, that was the one, Stoke at home. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't spend too much of my free time worrying about other teams, but I, I don't really know what they're doing, Stoke. Like, mm. It's a, bottom now. Yeah, I mean, but they're going to be fine, aren't they? And they've got... So much money. I mean, they they had their accounts come out the other week, other day, didn't they? And I think they they like lost twenty five million, but obviously they're owned by Bet three six five, so yeah. they've Sec- got like second richest owner in the league behind Fernandez at QPR. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say they've got like literally two billion pounds in the bank. I think nine point um, two billion is what they're worth. Apparently, <laughs> so uh, yeah. It's so such a, yeah. I don't know. It's such a weird team. I I, I just. I don't know what their plan was on Saturday at all. Do you? Well, the thing is, I saw a little bit of them against Burnley a couple of weeks ago, and they lost one 0 But they were better side in that, to be fair. Um, mm. And Burnley, Burnley just went like and scored. Did they, you know, did what what we did basically? Um, and they, it, but when I look back at even that game, it were very similar in that lot of possession, lot of off and puff, but with no quality. And getting the view from it, it seems like they are like this almost every week. Stoke, where a bit like us again in the Premier League, where they're not. They're not out of games. They don't get hammered. They very, very rarely get hammered. I don't know if they've been hammered at all this season. In fact, certainly not under Neil. Um, they're always in games, but they never win. They, they sort of mm. let bad goals in and don't score, which is a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. I'm just scrolling back now. They, yeah, they we're the first team to beat them by more than one goal. This since is it. Yeah, West Brom in November. Mm. Yeah, and before that would have been. Uh, Norwich did it in October, so yeah, you're right. They they lose a lot of games by one goal, so yeah, a, a bland, a bland team that I don't know. They, they, I mean, obviously, there's there's no way they're going down. They're not that bad, but um, uh, yeah, it's stop a, winning soon now. Um, just on the subject, by the way, Burnley, um, mm-hmm. because obviously we just been talking about beating Stoke. 
a lot of our fans were, oh, we're not bad perform, you know, bad performances, but we keep winning. I'll have a quick look on the Burnley forum. It's almost identical to our forum in the sense of, Fairly. yeah, we're not playing very well, are we? This league's rubbish. <laughs> you know, we're going to up like 40% and we're winning games. They, they, by all accounts, Coventry were by far the better side for the first 60 minutes against them uh, mm. on Saturday. And then they scored and they're doing very similar to what we do. They seem to be just squeaking games and interesting on Friday, they've obviously got West Brom, so... Mm, yeah, which is well. I mean, as I said a few weeks ago, we should all be Burnley fans for the rest of the season. So yeah, uh, yeah come, come on, Burnley, and uh, come on the Blades because we've got all at home on Friday. And I just want to quickly return to something you mentioned earlier. You said you said you'd rather we were playing West Brom than Hull on mm. Friday, and I, I take your point. I think I, I think I would go with that as well. But I don't think Hull is a bad next opponent in terms of bit bit of a rivalry. Obviously, their fans will mm. be you know I would imagine they're sold out and. Uh, they'll, they'll be more up for it than a lot of the away fans that we've yeah. had at Bramall Lane uh, in, in recent months, I suppose. So I think it's I think it's not a bad opposition. I'd rather play. I'd rather be playing Hull than you know Wigan or Blackpool yeah. or, or even yeah, Huddersfield yeah. for that matter. A bit of a non-entity, I think. Um, the, these are pure lower mid-table at the moment. Like they're 16th in the league table, and they're also 16th in basically every metric you can look at. Yeah. Like they're, they're apart from their pretty poor at defending set pieces. And pretty good are. away from home, though. I don't think they've lost since October, is it? Away from home. There's a lot of draws. Loads I mean, of I, draws, yeah. I, I, I looked at the form table, and they are 16th in the form table. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, they haven't won away in a long time. So what have they done? They draw... Da, 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 they, yeah, they won at Wigan, but, meh. Beat Birmingham, meh. Uh, well, so they got they did draw at Watford, I suppose. Although that was in December when they were in their their weird funk. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not Have exactly. Have you under? I'm going to say Callum Robinson. Uh, Leroy, not Leroy Rossini. What's his name? Rossini. Liam Rossini. I don't Rossini? know. Rossini? Yeah, Leroy's his dad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Where's, Where's Leroy, Leroy come from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I think they're unbeaten under him. I could be wrong, but I think they are. And. Um, I think it's going to be a, it'll probably be another tight game. I think it's not going to be another sort of classic. I by, just purely by looking at their results, I think they'll try and keep it as tight as they can. Yeah, when did they? Uh, any idea when Rossini took over? Was it after the World Cup? I've got a feeling it was like six or seven games ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the, if it was after the World Cup, then yeah, he's, yeah. they've played six games without losing. They lost to Fulham in the FA Cup or whatever. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah, drew with Blackpool, drew with Huddersfield. Drew with Hull, Drew with so they've only, I mean, let's settle down. They've only won two of those games as well, yeah, uh, against Birmingham and Wigan. I think they, they, uh, they are better away from home than they are at home. I think uh, overall, but two ex plays as well, Slater and Smith. I think are in the team at the moment. Mm, yeah, Smith scored a couple of goals the other day. Uh, I'm sure they'll get a, you know, a good hand. Um, mm. Estepinian is still one of the top strikers in the league, or one of the top finishers mm. anyway. Uh, he's got 12 goals now, so he's second top scorer, and he's still fourth most for XG per night as well. So it's it's not a fluke. He gets mm. he get he does get on the end of good chances, but this is uh, yeah, this is you know yet another team that we should take care of, uh, and hopefully we will. Yeah, so I'm I'm quite confident. Um, yeah, I I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it being on a Friday night as well. I don't know why, just something a bit different, I suppose. Are we, are we even on Sky? Why is it on Friday? We're on Red Bottom. We're not. We have, right. I have no idea why it's on Friday night. I'm hoping you could uh, film in on that because I'm assuming Wednesday at home this weekend, and it was our turn. Yeah, they are. They're on to. Yeah, they're on. That's a good. Yeah, I looked at this earlier. Actually, they are. They're on to Fleetwood. Actually, yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, obviously, make way for the big one. 
<laughs> Wednesday versus Fleetwood. <laughs> I, think, I think we do take it in turns to move games, don't we? Just, yeah, just yeah. To avoid any and I'm all right with Friday night. Got a day off work, get hammered. <laughs> go to the match. <laughs> Yeah, sit in the free yeah, get a, get a free <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be quite quite novel. Yeah, exactly. but, um, but this is the thing as well. I do love it when we play Friday when we win because mm. you can look at the game, especially with the point with the with the lead that we've got. You know, let's say we win, we'll be fourteen points clear of third place, and Watford's got Rotherham at home. But you can, you never know, you know. And we could still sort of uh, we'll be like watching the results, saying that's that. Could be could be game over by uh, Saturday at five pm. It could be up. Now, I think uh, Middlesbrough's got Sunderland away, which will be a tough game, obviously. Derby. Yeah. Is it Derby? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah sort of. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, obviously, uh, West Brom, Burnley, Watford. I can't remember who Norwich have got, but I'm not really... I think they're too far behind. I think I think if anyone below sort of, you know, West Brom and catches, then we're not going to go up, so... Yeah, that's, that's a fair point, yeah. Um, but it could be, yeah, with that other game taking place at the same time, Burnley, West Brom. Mm. Oof, that could be a... Uh, it could be a great a great Friday night that one and set up a great weekend. So um yeah, let's uh let's open Jai's fit. I think um I think I think our hopes do rest on that. Like I will be much less confident if it yeah. turns out he's not in the yeah. team. But hopefully will be. He seems he seems like the kind of guy that just wants to play all the time and is you know, unless his legs falling off or something, I imagine he's gonna be out there. Um mm. at least at least to give it a give it a go. And uh, yeah, let's hope we get three more points. And I mean, oh god, we're going to drop points at some point. I know we just drew with QPR, but yeah. this run we're on is insane. I, I, I don't want to. I, I almost don't want it to go uh, like forgotten, if you like. So since we lost to Rotherham, win, 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 draw, win, win, including the cup. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah, bad, yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is the thing. I, 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 this, it's bizarre because I, I've probably been a bit negative on this. I listen to. As I said, I listened to Four Blades, and they even commented themselves that you know they had twenty minutes of being positive, and the rest were all like, "Well, he's not good enough." And what about that interview? You know what I mean? Because it's a bizarre <laughs> one. Because as I said, there's no jeopardy at the moment, and there will be because teams will get closer to us. I think. I think I that's just. Well, I, like... I, I just. I just think that's. I mean, maybe they won't, but I think at the moment it's one of those things where you look. I don't, I, I don't know if all fans do this or if it's just our fan base. You, we, you sort of look for things that could go wrong because nothing's going mm. wrong, if that makes sense. You sort of like, well, hang on, if he gets injured, then, oh, you know, well, we didn't play that well and hold a good away. You look for things to, to how it's going to unravel, I think. I don't think any of us like being that confident. <laughs> no, I suppose not. It just, I don't know. It's It's... The the thing that gets so uh, this isn't my point. I'm stealing this from somebody. I can't remember who. Someone on, I think it was someone on S two. But like the the classic Sheffield United fan mentality, and obviously this extends to other team. But this particular yeah. example, is specific to Sheffield United, is they look at us eleven points clear and go, you know, how are we going to mess that up? And then they have a look at the League One table and see <laughs> Wednesday four points clear. Well, they're yeah. up, aren't they? Like, like, they're not. They're not going to throw that away. And that's I. I I imagine the majority of I imagine if you're a United fan that th- that looks at our position and goes, "We're going to mess that up." Yeah. You probably also look at Wednesday and go, "Nah, they're up." Aren't That's they? it. Done. Done and dusted. My yeah. advice is enjoy it That's because it. I really fan came on S two. I don't know if I, said, I think I said it. Yeah. And we're basically yeah, like, yeah. "What are you all panicking about? <laughs> you're eleven points clear. You're in better form than everyone below you. What is going on in this forum?" <laughs> And you just won. Yeah, you've <laughs> you just won. won. 3-1. Yeah, I know. Imagine if we lose. Um, Imagine if we lose on Friday. Oh, that's it. Worlds will be falling in. Burn it Becky down. Um, I re- so if, if we get promoted, if we get promoted, 
I really think we'll look back on this season and be like, well, yeah, of course we got promoted. Like, we won every game. Like, we were yeah. better than every team that we played. Like, yes. you know, we were outplayed twice in <laughs> the first three months of the season, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's how it'll be if we get promoted. But I appreciate there is some... Some of us anxiety. are old enough, Ben, like me and you, to remember when everyone were really worried that we were going down when we were fifth in the Premier League. <laughs> Do you remember every we, time Villa or Bournemouth won, like, oh, they're only 15 true. points off now, you know, if we but go on a bad I, run. But I suppose we did go down the next season, so who's laughing who's now? Who's laughing like? now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll be the next one, won't it? That'll be the next thing. We'll go up. Oh, we're a bit worried about next season. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm bothered about, and all Hecking Bottom appears to be bothered about, is Friday night and winning yes. the next game. So let's make it happen. Let's and make then it so. we'll, we'll see what that league table looks like uh, when the other. Results come in on Saturday, mm. right, mate? Uh, what What do you want to plug? You were on you You're on Chef United Way, didn't yes. You? But so my uh, talking about my life's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, Hal got in touch and you said do you want to do an interview, and I like talking about myself. There's people mm. on your mark. Yeah, probably realise. Um, yeah, so that's on Sheffield United Way YouTube channel. I'm sure everyone knows. Um, I've got view from Stoke, who basically just said that's us. <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah. Um, and then coming up, uh, it's always a good one, Hall. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Pretty much from Hall. I've already got one quote, which I'm going to give away. I might start with this one. One of them says, I still think we can catch these. <laughs> <laughs> was that written in, like, October? No, it, it, we're underneath. The, I think it was the official championship. 20 points behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> underneath the championship table. Yeah, I, think it was, I think it was just Sky Bet or whatever. It just said... Can anybody catch Sheffield United and Burnley? And one of them said, I think we've got a chance. We're on great form at the moment. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I mean, all right. Technically, yes, they could still catch us. But if they do, we'll probably finish 11th. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is not that exciting. I mean, that would be... I don't think that would be... They would have to win every game, I think. To finish. Yeah, and we, we would have to lose, like, three quarters of our games, I think, yeah, to make up 20 points. I mean, that's seven wins, and there's only 19 games left, so... Yeah. So that got me anyway. in the mood. That's a good start, I think. That's, it is I a good start. I, I, I feel like I could do, like, a, a view from a whole bingo card, to be honest, and one of them on it would be something about crying at Wembley. Um, crying at Wembley. Which is, which is so bizarre. I feel like I say this every time we play them, but, like, no one was crying at Wembley. We were all we, really we proud and happy. Like at the end, we all did a standing ovation when we conceded. It's one of my favourite United memories. <laughs> but no, apparently they saw us crying on Wembley Way. Yeah, so another one. Is Billy Sharp. We were in League One. They were a Premier League yeah. team. We did yeah. amazing. Uh, Billy Sharp always scores against us. Spelt with an. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, always always spelt with an A sharp. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then another one is some hooligan stuff from the eighties where the eighters. And, <laughs> and then they always, to be fair, they always have a go at Wednesday as well. They always normally finish off with. And he ate the rivals as well. <laughs> Something like that. So, yeah. The 8 leads everyone, Hull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love a bit about aggro in the 80s now because most people that were involved in that aggro probably are in their 80s That's now. That's a good <laughs> point, yeah. Like Trump 45 years ago. Trump was saying that. There's some like, hard cases listening to this now thinking, who you think you are saying that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just commenting on the, the passage of time. If you, if you were in your 40s during the 80s, then uh, yeah. some bad news for you if, uh, yeah. if you're that pressure about your Right, mate. Well, that is Roy's view from .com. I, I, I always look forward to the whole the whole view. So, uh, yeah, we'll check that out later in the week. Um, you can follow you at uh, Panchiero on Twitter. You can follow me at BladesPod. And, um, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Congrats again to Mark and his partner on the arrival of Baby Daisy. I hope you're all doing well. And hopefully we'll see, hopefully we'll see Mark back at a match before too long. But 
I'm sure he's got his hands full right now. So maybe maybe this will be a game too soon <laughs> for him. Um, and yeah, thanks to you, mate. Appreciate your time as always, and uh, looking forward to a few a few drinks for you on Friday. Aye, uh, thanks a lot, mate. Cheers.